Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to the PWF Empire podcast. Jay here, along with the prodigal son, Stephen, and Lucas. And there's a reason why I said his name like I did Lucas. Like, it had some some venom on it. Because if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you know how they have the small council, the master of whispers, the master of coin... Lucas is the master of hot takes, and he had a pretty scorching hot take after Samoa Joe was deemed the number one contender to Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship. I'm going to go ahead and read off that hot take right now, and I quote, I don't know how I feel about this, Joe versus Lesnar. I would be hypocritical to like this and still hate Jinder Mahal's push. Joe won out of nowhere. Now, me being a person that liked Samoa Joe winning and hates Jinder Mahal's push, I felt personally attacked. And you actually called me out. We were talking about this on Twitter, and you called me out as a pretty, oh, Jay, you know you like stories and stuff like that. Where is the story in this and yada, yada, yada going on? So... You have been provided with a platform. Let me know what's going on. What What's the substance behind this tweet? Okay, first and foremost, before I get into that, I just want to point out Samoa Joe, in my opinion, is not in the same level of Jinder Mahal. He is not a jobber. Uh, I know somebody else jumped into our argument there. Tony, I have nothing to do with <laughs> anything Tony said, so I just want to point that out there. She's on a different path than I'm on. What I'm arguing for and advocating for is build-up, intensity, investment. And I felt like I didn't get those three things heading into this match uh, that happened at Extreme Rules, the Fatal Five-Way. I mean, I have no problem with Samoa Joe being the winner. In fact, I actually like that. My problem is it was like out of nowhere. It didn't give me an opportunity to get behind it, be excited for it. And now we have, what, four weeks to get excited for it, which I hope they do a great job of. I mean, they already did on Monday Night Raw. So it's not so much that I this has something to do with Samoa Joe. My problem is WWE's nonsensical booking nowadays. And this has been going on for far too long on both shows. And I'm sick and tired of it. I want to go back to the years where guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and The Shield even were created because of proper booking, proper management, and storytelling. I mean, these were three guys, or, yeah, I guess five guys. Yeah, five guys because of the three Shield guys. These were five guys that were built. I wish they were one, but I digress. (laughs) Yeah, but these were five guys that were built because of proper storytelling and patience and and, and months of buildup, whereas with Samoa Joe, you saw how he started out the year. I mean, yeah, he came out of nowhere and assaulted Seth Rollins, He was Triple H's lackey doing his dirty work. And that's what Samoa Joe was known for. And then on top of that, he loses to Seth Rollins at a pay-per-view. I'm sorry. How am I supposed to be intrigued by the time Samoa Joe does win? Because he hasn't been booked to be that menacing character that we know him to be. I mean, mean, he certainly wasn't the NXT Samoa Joe for for that factor, a TNA Samoa Joe. But I just hope that now they can take me on that journey to get behind Samoa Joe. So what basically what you're saying, the reason why you tied this to Jinder Mahal is because here's one storyline that didn't make sense or one push that didn't make sense. And this is another one that didn't make sense. So 
that was the connection between one and two. Even with that being said, I still do not agree with that comparison at all because what we need to make sure of when we're talking about Jinder Mahal is that we put that into proper context. As I said in the video that I made about him on YouTube, that is WWE scraping the bottom of the barrel. As far as my recollection goes, WWE has never in the entire history or at the very least in the nearly 20 years that I've been watching WWE, they have never done anything like making someone of Jinder Mahal's stature the WWE champion. So that is so far beyond what WWE has done that I don't think that it serves anyone at all to start drawing up those comparisons. Jinder Mahal is, you know, compare him to this and that. It's like Jinder Mahal has warped what reality is because anytime somebody sees something that doesn't make sense in wwe oh that's like gender mahal but it's not because that is so friggin' extreme that there's nothing in wwe history that compares to it now on the subject of samoa joe you said it yourself his very first appearance on the main roster was connected to triple h and he was attacking seth rollins that means straight out of the gate WWE established him to be a top-tier superstar on Monday Night Raw. If you're in association with Triple H and you're attacked, not just in a segment with Seth Rollins, you're getting the better of Seth Rollins. WWE is telling us that he's able to compete with the top superstars on the brand. And they told us that his very first appearance on Monday Night Raw. Then he gets into a match with Roman Reigns, another top superstar on Monday Night Raw, and he actually beats Roman Reigns. So, once again... Not in clean fashion, though. But still, he beat Roman Reigns. He was booked (laughs) in a way that it would have been believable that he beat Roman Reigns in a clean fashion. Because if you remember back to that match, Samoa Joe was whooping ass. He was kicking ass in that match. So, at the very least, even if we take away the victory from him, the point being... Samoa Joe was booked to be an, a, a competitive adversary to Roman Reigns. Can we at least agree on that? Oh, I, I agree with you. I, I just think that my issue is, and this isn't just about Samoa Joe or, or Jinder Mahal. It's like it's been going on for far too long in the WWE. Like, look at all of these guys that have been receiving pushes: Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and it seems like they flip flop too much. They, they can't stick to one story. They can't. And I know this isn't their fault because uh, Braun Strowman got injured. But even, even with that being said, I thought the original plan after WrestleMania was for Roman Reigns to go on this path of just destruction and, and uh, clearing the roster out. But it's like they, they, they do this with Braun Strowman and I'm, I'm, I'm left confused. I'm left confused because I don't know who is going to get the push. Who's going to be that number one guy on top and now Samoa Joe, it seems like he's he's the man that everyone should pay attention to because he's the one that should be taken seriously right now. And th- this is the problem. There's no continuity. And this goes for both shows. And it's something that exists in the WWE right now that I have a huge problem with. Well, here's the thing about that. I would understand, and I'd maybe even be on your side, if I felt like somebody was compromised in this process. For example... Roman Reigns beats The Undertaker at WrestleMania. WWE needs to maintain that heat. In some cases, they have failed. But with what happened, 
at Extreme Rules, I do not believe that that was a failure on their part to maintain the heat, maintain the push of Roman Reigns. And, you know, it, it compromised his this new status that he has after beating The Undertaker. They still found a way to maintain that and not just maintain it, but even build on it further. At the beginning of that match, everybody is around ringside beating the hell out of each other. Roman Reigns is standing in the ring you know, with that non-Mike mic work, I thought that that was a friggin' amazing little piece of that match. And it spoke volumes to who Roman Reigns was and what his status is in WWE. And even with him not winning the match in the end, I don't think that any of that was compromised at all. So if that was the case where it's like Roman Reigns, he lost his match. He looked like shit in the process for um, the sake of building up Samoa Joe. I'd be on your side, but I don't believe that that has happened. And in the case of Samoa Joe, the way that I look at things is before Extreme Rules, Samoa Joe has mixed it up with the guys that he's been in the ring with. So it wasn't a situation where Samoa Joe was out of place. He belonged in a ring with those guys because he's competed in many matches with the people in that circle. He's beaten some of the people in that circle. So here you have a case where Samoa Joe is believable that he's in the ring with them and it's believable that he can beat one of these men in the ring. So that isn't too much of a departure from structure. It makes sense to me. It makes sense that Samoa Joe could be a contender for the championship and Samoa Joe could be in that match and then win. Like that's within it, the structure, the logical structure of WWE. It make it makes sense, but wouldn't you want to be excited as, as to go with that, and not just because it's a dream match, but excited in terms of holy shit, Samoa Joe is actually tearing the roster apart, uh, apart on a weekly basis. Wouldn't you want to see that play out on TV? Like example, what he did on Raw to Paul Heyman. Imagine if we had gotten that Samoa Joe for the last couple of months. But then we I'd have like, seen it wow. in parts, though. We've seen it in parts in with the parts. feud with. Um, Sami Zayn. I think what Lucas is saying is it's not unbelievable that Samoa Joe can um, can win a contender's match for the world title, but is it believable that he could stand up to Brock Lesnar? Those are two different questions. Yes. It sure as hell is believable. Why, well, not why wouldn't it be? One way or the other. Well, I mean, I can see where Lucas is coming from. Um, I think... I think Brock. Uh, sorry, I think Samoa Joe has been booked as a uh, side character since his debut, and that's why I posted recently that he's the most underutilized guy on the roster because Samoa Joe, to me, is not supposed to be a side character. If he's going to be there, he should be a main character, mm -hmm. always, or at least for a while. You know, um, so it, the idea that he, he would take this. Uh, this side character, and all of a sudden elevate him to Brock Lesnar's level is kind of jarring. So I understand that. I don't. I don't think that it's nearly com comparable to uh, to Jinder Mahal for all the reasons that you've said, uh, Jay. It's it's not even in the same conversation. I mean, mm -hmm. Samoa Joe has a level of credibility to him that comes with him just because he's Samoa Joe. And he has a, a history that people are aware of. He has a history in WWE that people are aware of. And he just looks and acts a different way. So he's not Jinder Mahal. But in terms of getting him ready for Brock Lesnar, 
they have a lot of work to do ahead of them in the next four or five weeks because even though that segment with Paul Heyman was great, it's hard for me to believe that Samoa Joe isn't anything more than a uh, run-of-the-mill heavy at this point. And that's not enough to face Lesnar at now, this stage. is that saying more about Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar, though? Because when we start opening up the conversation to how competitive is Samoa Joe going to be against Brock Lesnar, how much of a threat is Samoa Joe going to be to Brock Lesnar, that causes me to focus more on Brock Lesnar than it does Joe. Because at this point, we've seen many, many years of how Brock Lesnar matches are booked. Brock Lesnar will just toss people around like rag dolls, suplex city, and they're not really competitive from a perspective of like what we're used to seeing in wrestling. Brock Lesnar is an entity that exists outside of the norm of professional wrestling where he just gets in the ring and like I said, he tosses people around like rag dolls. So putting Samoa Joe into that equation, it's like, is he going to continue the trend or he's is he going to break the mold? And if he continues the trend, then shit, yeah, of course he's not going to be much of a challenge or a threat to Brock Lesnar. But me, knowing Samoa Joe as I know him and knowing the potential of this match, I think the key here is Brock Lesnar and how they book it and what he's going to bring to the table from an in-ring perspective because that's where it all falls apart for me or at least that's I mean, where the potential for it to fall apart is. So so yeah, you're you're remarking on the fact that Brock Lesnar is just overpowered, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So but um I mean that's true to an extent. I think the Goldberg losses kind of helped to uh mitigate that a little bit. But still, that's Goldberg, though. Like, WWE... Yeah, that's, that's bo- Goldberg. Uh, yeah, they booked but... him to be this S-tier superstar. But see, I, I, I'm not about to complain about that. I, I will not complain about booking someone too well. I think Brock Lesnar has been booked pretty pretty great uh, since he beat the streak. I'm not going to say perfectly, but I'm going to say pretty well. But I think that's a different conversation when you're talking about somebody being booked too well versus what they provide in the ring. Because what Brock right, Lesnar so you're talking does about in the ring, yeah, what Brock Lesnar does in the ring, it's it is questionable. It is. No, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, his matches have degenerated to kind of you know suplex spam and and such. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't believe that that's all he's capable of, and I know you don't believe that either. Yeah. But I think that's not what I'm worried about per se. So that is a different conversation. I'm not I'm not worried about what is Lesnar going to provide to the match. I'm worried about not even the match at this point. I'm worried about uh well is Samoa Joe going to look like he's ready to face Lesnar and come out of this looking decently and not like a chump by mm-hmm. the end of it because if you take someone like Samoa Joe and compare him to Braun Strowman, who was supposed to face Lesnar, presumably, at this pay-per-view, Braun Strowman looks a lot more ready to face Lesnar than uh, does Joe because Braun Strowman has been just on a warp path, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. 
and Samoa Joe, like I said, just looks like a heavy at this point. He doesn't look much different from, say, like a Kevin Nash or, you know, someone someone like that. And so I, and so I don't really know if he has the storyline credentials to face Lesnar. Boom. I'm not saying he can't have that. I think he can. When I and that's sort of what I wanted to talk about. We can get to that, but I don't know if he if he has at this point from when he's debuted to now. I mean, he didn't even get a match at WrestleMania, so that should tell you a lot about his positioning up until now. But Lucas yeah, it, can. It like like it's one thing to know what Samoa Joe is capable of, but it's another thing to see how it plays out on TV. And, and I think that's where uh, this whole argument. Uh, occurs because yes uh, Steven already mentioned it and I already mentioned Braun Strowman was the original guy that was receiving this push that it was on a path of destruction to face Brock Lesnar and we were able to believe that because we knew where this was going and we were buying into that because not only is Braun Strowman credible but then to add that to the storyline on top of it is massive it's huge for a guy like Brock Lesnar to go up against but with Samoa Joe us knowing what he's capable of is not enough. It needs to be a big deal. It, it, this has to be invested into. It has to have effort. And that's why I have a problem. Because, go ahead. It matters, though. Like, who Samoa Joe is and what we know him to be, that does matter. And that's one of the big reasons why I was like, okay, when it comes to this whole Jinder Mahal thing, here's where we need to, like, smash our foot down on the damn brakes, like pump the brakes, stop, let's reassess this. Because the thing is, when it comes to Jinder Mahal, we don't know anything about the dude, to be completely honest. For the many years that he's competed in WWE, we have never seen him compete at a high level to know that he has that switch that he can flip on when shit gets popping. We know, in the case of Samoa Joe, that it's possible. There shouldn't have been anyone on planet Earth that was surprised by what we saw in that segment with him and Paul Heyman on Raw because that is who Samoa Joe is. I understand where you're coming from when you talk about the storyline going into it and Samoa Joe being built up. And I agree with Steven in saying that Samoa Joe was pretty much a heavy. And I think that preparing him for Brock Lesnar... Maybe it didn't need to start before we knew that he was going to be in a match with Brock Lesnar. All we needed to know going into Extreme Rules, as I said earlier, it's believable that he's in a match with these people. It's believable that he can beat one of those people. So he's reached the level of number one contender, now preparing him for Brock Lesnar, that's when you start that. Like, I don't think anything that's happened up to this point is so egregious where it's like, I have a problem with what's going on. The well, issue... I agree. It's, it's not egregious. Go on. Yeah, the issue isn't Samoa Joe and what he's done. It's Brock fucking Lesnar because he's just so far beyond anybody on the roster that... If there was any other champion in WWE right now, if Roman Reigns was a champion, if Finn Balor was a champion, if Seth Rollins was a champion, and Samoa Joe had the exact same route that he did to the championship as he just had, there wouldn't be an issue. So Samoa Joe is not the X factor here. It's Brock Lesnar. The standards have changed because he's the champion, not because Samoa Joe is a number one contender. But 
but but it goes back to what we said earlier though. If if Braun Strowman was going up against Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't I wouldn't have that same standard for him because I'd I'd say okay I can I can believe in this. No match. W- no hold on you would have that same standard for him. It's just that he meets the standard. So right. it, there's a high standard for everyone. It's just that in your case you believe that Brock, Braun Strowman meets it. Right, but I I don't know because then I have this question to propose to you. This could just be a one-off, and and that's another issue I have with this. Let's say after the match, and I know you're going to blame this on Brock Lesnar again because you're saying uh, the standards are too high, but let's say after that match, Samoa Joe goes back to being what he was, which was a a sideshow, as as, uh, Stephen called it. Then there's going to be a problem there. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Okay, then. That's, That's the problem. Consistency. Dean Ambrose, <laughs> big problem. And Dean Ambrose, do we want Samoa Joe to be another Dean Ambrose? Exactly. Not at all. But and, I, and that's the issue. And and, and it it ha- it's happened before with Brock Lesnar. It's happened before with him. Like I don't, I don't see how we need to attach what could possibly happen with Samoa Joe after the match to Samoa Joe getting into the match. Like, those are conversations that are definitely worth having, but I don't think that they're conversations that need to be tied to each other because, shit, with the way that things are going in WWE, Samoa Joe could become the next Doink the Clown after. Who knows? I I don't see what kind of, of like... I, I don't see why the two need to be connected. Because facing Brock Lesnar has that big of an effect on you. But we've seen them fail at it before. So you're saying it's okay if this fails? No, I'm not saying that it's okay. What I'm saying is it wouldn't be anything that Samoa Joe did to cause it to fail. Like, I, I would love for this to be the launching pad for Samoa Joe. Like, whatever we see from Joe, and I know it's going to be some good shit. I know it's going to be awesome because, as I said, he has that established pattern. I, I He's a trusted guy. I know that he has that switch that he can flip on. I would love it that once he flips that switch on, from that point on, all that we know of Samoa Joe in WWE is that. I don't want to see him go back to just being the heavy after Brock Lesnar. But if that does happen, I mean, what what can we do? We, we, we've seen W... We just had a whole friggin' show where we talked about the inconsistency of WWE and things not making sense. I would like, uh, if Lucas is done with his argument, I would like to transition into that because what I'm most interested in is uh, exploring what actually could come of this and maybe an ideal world because I'm, I'm I don't find it egregious. I'm actually very intrigued by it, and I haven't been this interested in something in WWE for a few months. So I'm actually it's a good thing to me that Samoa Joe won, but I am cautious and uh, I do look at it and I see a lot of potential. And usually when that happens, I'm in for disappointment because <laughs> it doesn't uh, usually live up to the way I see it. But but yeah. still, I'm I'm still interested in exploring that. So. Lucas, would you say you're finished with your uh, with your case here, or do you have anything left? No, I'm pretty much done. Let's hear what you got to say. So, when I look at Samoa Joe, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, all right, let's say, let's just 
let's just entertain the possibility that Samoa Joe actually beats Brock Lesnar. Now, this is probably not going to happen, but if we were booking this, would we consider that, and if so, why? So I was thinking, at first I would say, no, I'm not going to consider that because Brock Lesnar is a draw above all draws. He's one of the only draws in the company right now. Well, so, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see next week. <laughs> okay, that's true. Um, but but he, he's 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 a draw. You know, he has he has credibility outside WWE. He's a he's transcended WWE, so he has he has that going for him. But then I look at something like, well, do we really want to rely on Brock Lesnar forever? So it's a long term question. Yeah, we we'll sacrifice a big draw now, but maybe we can get a bigger draw out of Samoa Joe in the future. That's actually consistently here. So. That's a question. Now, if you look at, if you look at them from a uh, a credibility standpoint, is Brock Lesnar that much more credible than Samoa Joe? Well, the answer to that is yes, because he has UFC as a background. But aside from that, does he look more credible? Is he bigger than Samoa Joe? In terms of does he look more credible, I would say he looks a bit more credible because of his body type. But Samoa Joe is not that far behind. Samoa Joe is a pretty intimidating dude. He's pretty scary. In terms of uh, body, they have, they're both almost the same size. Brock Lesnar is about an inch taller if Wikipedia is to be trusted. <laughs> uh, uh, they're both around the same weight, but Samoa Joe is about 20 pounds heavier, as we can see. <laughs> you know, uh, And they're both around the same age. So in terms of that... You're not looking at jobbing out a, a young guy to an old guy if you were to have Samoa Joe beat him. So I'm thinking, well, it's actually worth discussing to have Samoa Joe beat Brock Lesnar because you could theoretically take the monster heat from Lesnar and put it onto Samoa Joe if you were very committed to it. And that's really fascinating to me because right now there's a problem with Brock Lesnar having the title. The ratings are low. You really need the title on Raw. I don't know if you could stall this out until SummerSlam or WrestleMania because that title is needed mm-hmm. in my opinion. So why? I why? Wait, wait. What do you mean why, Jay? Why, why is the title needed? Well, see, personally, I don't I don't know if it's that needed, but I see a lot of people saying they want they want the title back. So I take that seriously. You yeah, because those are the same people who are, who are fully accepting of the title being a comedy prop to Kevin Owens on Monday Night Raw every goddamn week. But Steven, but, but Steven isn't arguing that right now. But the yeah, thing is... Yeah, I'm not is, really arguing that. I'm just saying that's the audience. you got to take it seriously. No, no, I don't. And, and he, and I, I don't also, think... Well, here's what I'm saying, though. I don't think having the title on TV just for the sake of having the title on TV does anything oh well i agree obviously if it's a comedy prop yeah. that doesn't really help yeah but i'm I, talking I don't th- about it needs I, to be I, around go ahead right man. no I, like if i could speak for you for a second i don't uh, think i don't uh-oh. think that's what he said i don't think that's what he's saying i think he's saying build the credibility of samoa joe off of this match winning the championship going forward being strong or being booked uh, strong and having the title, he's not. He's not saying, "Oh, just put the title on Samoa Joe for the sake of having the title on Raw." <laughs> no, oh, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. He's saying it's just that, okay. just the title being there. It's one of those 
I don't even know how to possibly put it, but it's just, it's like low-hanging fruit for somebody to just pick that up and say, oh, that's the problem. That's the issue with what's going right. on in WWE, the title well, well, that's not being not, there. That's not the problem. That's not the problem. Obviously, there's so many problems. We, we, we could do a whole podcast about that. Jay will understand that. Um, <laughs> but that's a big problem because over the past few months since Lesnar has won the title, it's been very obviously absent to the to the point where it's like, well, is there a world champion? Who's the world champion? What? Why are they ignoring Lesnar? They're talking about, oh, who's the number one contender for the IC title? Who gives a shit? That's not. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. not the big thing. Why do Roman Reigns and all these dudes care about the IC title. Well, it's because the world title's not around. So that's uh, that's just one factor. So I'm thinking, okay, so that solves a problem if you have Samoa Joe beat Lesnar. I don't think Samoa Joe would be the worst person to beat Lesnar, if I'm, if I'm being all honest with you. And I think you probably agree. He um, wouldn't be the worst. I, yeah, I, I would say, that. I would say he would be one of the one of the top three who I would consider. I would say... I would do either Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, or AJ Styles. Those would be like the three that I would consider. Even though Styles is on, is on SmackDown, but I get what you're saying. Sure, I mean you could. Yeah. That, that means nothing. You could do any, <laughs> You could get him wherever you need to be, but. Right. In terms of like, who do you want to give that rub to? Because they've yet to give it to someone aside yeah. from Goldberg, who really was just a. As much as I kind of enjoy that feud in hindsight, it really didn't do anything. It was just, you know, yeah. it, was a, it was a big money feud. That's all it was. And Brock Lesnar came out of it fine, all things considered. And so did Goldberg. So I would say it's a success. But really, they didn't give any... They still haven't given the rub from Lesnar beating the streak and beating Cena to anyone. And at this point, I would say... Oh, by the way, throw Braun Strowman in there. I would consider him a fourth person. Yeah, I thought but, that was uh, going to be the third name when you said AJ Styles. I, I forgot like, mm-hmm. about him. I forgot about him because he was injured. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Samoa Joe could be a guy to become the big monster that Lesnar is. Yeah. But then you have the added benefit of it, he's actually around. You know. So my question is, well, how would we get Samoa Joe ready to actually beat Lesnar and look credible doing so? I Continue have doing exactly what they did on Monday Night Raw. That's right. Well, I don't. I don't think that's enough because anyone could do that to Paul Heyman. And what do you do from an in-ring? <laughs> uh, in ring, like you know, monster perspective. Well, he has, to, I don't kick, think... he has to kick uh, Lesnar's ass. Uh, he has to kick Lesnar's ass next week on Raw. That's what he has to do. Uh, yeah, that would be a start. Sure. Right. I think but we need not... a segment like we saw with uh, Undertaker, like yeah. the the worlds colliding type segment. Oh, right. that will happen. No doubt about that. That's gonna happen. But I'm talking about from like a an in ring point of view, not like. How good is the match going to be? But we've established that Lesnar is like one of the top guys in the ring. He beats you with one move, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether or not that's entertaining is not the question. But in terms of like, is that believable for Samoa Joe to beat Lesnar? I think you really got to build him up. I would do it not as like a, a pure monster, not like Braun Strowman, which has some merit to it. But I don't think Samoa Joe is that kind of guy. I think he's more of a... He's more of a cerebral character than that. Mm-hmm. He has a sadistic side, whereas Braun Strowman comes across as just uh, like an animal. Samoa Joe is a human being who happens to be just a bad dude. 
And, and, and Steven, you, you actually brought up something great because this has me thinking about a lot of things. And I think it has a lot to do with what's going on in the WWE right now. So you mentioned that Brock Lesnar is away most of the time in, throughout his title reign. And that's a huge problem. We've seen it. Uh, here's another example. Roman Reigns beats The Undertaker, another guy who's never on the roster on a weekly basis. And Roman Reigns, as much as people may think he's doing great right now, I don't think he's lived up to the expectations since beating The Undertaker. And I think what the problem is, if you don't have that guy that has all the momentum uh, on his shoulders on a weekly basis, who is anyone going to feed off of? And, and that's the problem that exists in the roster right now especially on Monday Night Raw. Uh, the thing is, these guys are not getting momentum. They're not getting built because the guy that is already established is not even there. And so who is anyone supposed to get any momentum off of that? That's the problem that's going on with the WWE right now, which is why I made the case about Samoa Joe earlier. You could, you could make the same case for a lot of guys in the roster. It's just going to be a, a lot of random people fighting but then what are they actually fighting for? And then, Jay, you bring up the whole comedy act thing. Well, we can't put the title on some guy that's just going to be a comedy act. But that's the problem. Because if you don't have a certain superstar be built to have that credibility against somebody that already has that credibility, then, of course, it's always going to be a comedy act. And you need to have that presence there on a weekly basis, which is why I would argue that there does need to be a WWE champion on the roster every single week that is established. That way we can get some other folks to share the same success on a weekly basis. See, I 100% get what you're saying in that case. And I think that that is very important. It's very important. However, it doesn't always have to be the champion that is that person. It When it comes down to the championship being on TV versus it not being on TV, it's all about what you do with your time. What you do with those segments. And I think that making the number one contendership basically a championship itself, that is a great use of your time. So what they did leading into Extreme Rules, or at the very least the structure of what they were doing, the story that they were telling. We're taking these five badass superstars and we're going to have them fight over the number one contender spot. We're going to have them fight over a chance to get into the ring with Brock Lesnar. That's important. I think that that's awesome. And maybe Brock Lesnar should be around more just to remind people that he is champion and and have somebody directly call him out. Just pick some random ass dude on the roster. Just start talking shit about Brock Lesnar, cutting a promo like The Miz used to do with John Cena back in the day where he used to just talk trash about John Cena every single week and then have Brock Lesnar come out beat his ass just to remind us that he exists and things like that but i don't think that the championship needs to be directly involved in storylines every single week or every other week like there's no set timeline for me but i completely get what you're saying when you're talking about the whole momentum thing and that's where i lean on somebody like roman reigns because where he is right now he's popping he is i think but he wasn't popping when Braun Strowman was there kicking his ass every week. <laughs> I, I agree with I that. Agree. I, I th- and yeah. I don't know what the hell happened. How but WWE problem, did. Jay. But, but that's the problem, Jay. Because Roman Reigns, after beating The Undertaker, 
he had nothing else going for him at the time. They give him to Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman had to wait for Brock Lesnar. And then everyone's uh, interfering with each other's momentum. That is the problem it creates with so, the entire surface of it. So what you're saying is that when when a moment like that happens, you need to capitalize off of that momentum and moving somebody into a world championship feud. That's a way to do it. Yes, it, it start it starts from the top. You know, it, I get, I yeah. got you. That point right there, I understand, and maybe even I'd agree with. You know, because it. But WWE does this thing where. If we're talking about who should have won the match at Extreme Rules, the number one contendership, should have been Roman Reigns. The most, from an in-universe perspective, if we're picking predictions, it's like Roman Reigns is going to win this match. But that's not the way that things work in WWE. It's like the most likely... I don't even know if that's true because... It is a five-way match, which is very chaotic. So, mm-hmm. um, the guy with the most skill doesn't necessarily win that match. Yeah. Oh, see, Roman Reigns ain't the one with the most skill. We, not that's well, he not. Didn't like, even, he didn't even um, get pinned. So what in, I'm in, saying is, in universe in universe, he is the one with the most skill. What I'm saying is picking up off of what Lucas is saying, a way to maximize on that momentum. Of course, it's like Roman Reigns beats the undertaker roman reigns is winning all of these matches roman reigns should be the number one contender if in a perfect world i think that that would be the case but as wwe fans for the many years that we've been watching we know that if we hear roman reigns versus brock lesnar it's not going to be on any fucking show other than wrestlemania it's not happening i don't agree with that I, i think it should happen sooner in fact, I would argue it should have, it should be taking place at SummerSlam. Not just because I, I'm going to be there, but <laughs> come on. Why do we have to wait a year for fucking Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns? That's yeah, and WWE, they kind of get themselves into trouble when they do stuff like that because it's kind of it, it's like you have to figure out, especially with Braun Strowman going out on an injury. It's like, okay, what do we do now? Okay, well, let, let's go with Samoa Joe, something like that. But yeah. That is one problem that WWE definitely has, not fully capitalizing off of momentum. And yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from there. And it happens too often. Like normally back then, I wouldn't have a problem with it because they'd always find a way to at least solve it. But now it's just on a weekly cycle. It, it happens every week. I mean, you guys talked about it yourselves, how one week somebody loses and, and ends up being rewarded the very next week. That's what's going on with the product nowadays. And it's insane that I, I just can't explain it. I, I really can't. It's happening too much, too much in today's universe of the WWE. And I'm sick of it. I, I really am. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> it, it gives you a sense of like, no need to watch either show when basically already know that a year from now the main event is still going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar so what the hell is the point of watching the now and, and living in the moment hmm that, that that was a word right there that was a word <laughs> I'm very interested to see where it goes you know I'm, I'm interested I, I think they're going to be committed to to Samoa Joe for the next five weeks I think they understand hmm. that they have a task ahead of them and so I think we're going to see some good stuff out of them 
I'm concerned about what he will be like after this all happens. I'm concerned about how the match will go. I don't think it'll be a squash. I think it'll be a competitive match. And I'm, I'm hoping we see some skill from Samoa Joe. I'm hoping we see someone who goes to outsmart Brock Lesnar. Because as it stands, Brock Lesnar... Well, I mean, I don't even know if this is true to say, because there was a bit of character development from Brock's standpoint, which I really liked, after he lost to Goldberg. I think I made I made this case on one podcast, where when he lost to Goldberg, he was very overzealous, and uh, he he was... He had a big head because he squashed all these guys, and he comes across Goldberg, who had his number. And then at WrestleMania, he actually put some thought into his match, and he ended up beating Goldberg because he, he sort of knew what was coming. But I want to see something like that from Samoa Joe. I want to see Samoa Joe break out some MMAs kind of thing. I want to see him be a, a technical you know, sadist who, who really targets the right areas and and takes on Brock Lesnar as if he was you know, like a... Like an animal that he's taming, or he's trying to tame, or something. And I, I, I would say that this match, if it had a dirty finish or it had an unclean finish, I wouldn't actually mind. You know, I, I think it would be interesting if it was something like a draw or, or uh, some sort of. There's a doubt about who the real winner was. I wouldn't mind that because I really think. I really think if Samoa Joe just loses straight out, that's kind of. That's kind of hard for him because then it just establishes that he's not on the level of Brock Lesnar. And I think you should you want to come out of this showing that he's on the level of Brock Lesnar. Yes. Whether you know what I lose. get from what you just described for Samoa Joe, like what you would like to see from him? Yeah. What I get from that is you want Samoa Joe to be the exact person that he already is. Because all of that stuff that you were describing for him, of course, yeah, I'm like that check, is how he is. check, check, check. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how he is. But he hasn't been. He has. I wanted to continue with Lesnar, and I don't. I wanted to be a main event guy. I don't want it to be in the mid card. And and that's why I told you all, Brock Lesnar is the X factor. It's all about what his approach to the match is going to be, and how the creative team or the booking team books him because Samoa you all, know? all Samoa hey. Joe has to do is what he has been doing but just at a higher level and we know that hey. he's able to compete at that higher level you want to know how you solve that X factor you just beat him you beat him and you eliminate it and then you don't have that Samoa issue. Joe beat Brock Lesnar yeah okay why not See, I, I think that's a good idea, but I don't think you eliminate him. I don't I don't understand this idea that you would get rid of Brock Lesnar. I mean, that's no, just... I mean, I mean, getting rid of Brock Lesnar in the sense that he's no longer the champion. That that heat has been passed on to someone else. But we did all this talking about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns about them holding off this match. Truth be told, I need to see that match. <laughs> I need to see that match too. I, I agree. We all, I, I actually, we all want to see it. I need that story from thirty-one to be complete. Yeah, I agree. SummerSlam. Let's hope it's SummerSlam. Uh, but if I had to make, see, a, go ahead. CJ, wouldn't you be interested if that storyline was completed at at SummerSlam, and then the the real main event for WrestleMania is Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns? I would love that. Hmm. With Samoa Joe as the bigger monster, 
not now, maybe wait. not not maybe but not I, even but i have a question what? for you steven are you saying that the SummerSlam match would be for the title or just roman reigns versus brock lesnar probably be for the title yeah okay. it'd be for the title okay so they would they would i guess you would take uh i guess how i would do it is i would have I would have um, Joe. I would have a dirty finish between Joe and and Lesnar. I don't. That's something you would have to come up with, but it would have to be. It would have to make it look like they're even. Mm-hmm. And then I would have uh, Reigns beat Lesnar at SummerSlam. Then I would have Samoa Joe beat Reigns somewhere along that line, and then you would have uh, Reigns going in against Joe as the champion. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need to have him. Maybe. Reigns could be the champion, but I, I think that's a better feud because they're, I know it's like stereotypical to say, but look, they're both fucking Samoans that writes itself, you know, <laughs> and uh, throw in the Usos there. Like I, I pitched once before and you have a very interesting uh, thing on your hands because I think the more real life you put into something, the better it is. And I think we all agree with that. And mm-hmm. when I was listening to uh, that podcast between Reigns and I think Jericho was, He's talking about his relationship with the Usos. Well, it's a crime that the Usos are not involved with him because that's so much reality that you could just milk without any effort that there you go. And I know that Samoa Joe and Reigns don't really have much history, but it's it writes itself, basically. And it's a much more interesting story than Lesnar versus Reigns. As much as I like that story, I think that's a good story. I think Joe and Reigns would be better. And that's what I really wanted to see all along since... Since they started uh, bringing Joe up to the roster, I like that. Yeah, I could rock with that. Be- can have a- because not because you, you're basically protecting Samoa Joe in the sense that he's not getting pinned. So I really like that. The only question would be how WWE goes forward with Samoa Joe after that, and that's something that that would be up to them, and we wouldn't be able to control. But in a wishful world, maybe he would be booked strong going forward after that, and. Joe wins the Rumble and he faces Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That would be amazing. Uh, that's that's another idea, sure. Yeah. Boom. But I my scenario and this is this is where you guys are going to be like shut the fuck up. But where I jump off the boat. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where I, uh, you always have to have that moment. <laughs> but I I don't care. And, and I know this is wishful thinking. My scenario at uh Someone turns heel. Let's see it. No, no, no. <laughs> at Great Balls of Fire would be to have Joe beat Brock Lesnar via the assist of Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar. That's yeah, how I, I mean, see, look, that's not a terrible idea from a purely storyline perspective, but you can't have Brock without Paul Heyman. It's just not – you just don't want that. You just don't. So as much as that's fine, then you end up with the problem of Brock with no Paul Heyman. Which look, maybe it could work. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you grow Brock's beard out, make him look like even more of a badass, make him be a babyface <laughs> from that point. I don't know. But I just like the idea of taking Heyman away from Brock is. Actually, you know what? The more I think about it, maybe that's maybe that's needed. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Brock's done the same thing for too long, and he needs a change. I don't know. But that look, that's not the worst idea now that I think about it. But it's still kind of a problem. Well, you could always uh, do another turn later on and have Heyman join Brock's side again. I mean, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, do that. Sure. yeah, but like for the moment, I don't think that would be a bad idea having Paul Heyman and Samoa Joe on the same alliance, just 
completely tearing shit apart for the next few months. And then I don't know, you could throw you could still throw in Roman Reigns to face Samoa Joe at some point and, and have those two collide. But then maybe also do a rematch of Brock and Samoa Joe next year at WrestleMania where Brock Lesnar and I know this is not gonna sound good because Brock Lesnar shouldn't be getting a win, but maybe like a redemption storyline and and Brock Lesnar beats Samoa Joe next year at WrestleMania with Paul Heyman uh, turning on Joe and, and going back to Lesnar. I don't I don't know, but I think that there could still be a payoff with that, even if Paul Heyman joins Samoa Joe for a few months, because who's to say Heyman can't just double cross Samoa Joe again, you know? Sure. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is it for this episode of the PWF Empire podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag PWF Empire and also individually. Lucas at Lucas Rojas 27, right? Yep. Steven at other Odie, O T I E, and me at PWF Empire. Until next time, peace.